Let me uh, get your Bibles tonight. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 22. 2 Kings chapter 22. And I don't know if y'all ever heard any of these preachers that'll get up and make some outlandish statement and you think that guy's a nut and then they, you know, they twist around and hold your attention with all that. Well, I, I hate that kind of stuff, but I'm going to make a statement tonight <laughs> before I preach. And I believe you'll see where I'm going. But I know we've all got a Bible in our hand, amen, and we've all, I trust we've all got a King James Bible. But tonight I want to tell you that we all don't have the same book in our hand. I hope you'll pay attention to what I'm preaching tonight and see what I'm talking about. We may all have the same book, but it's a possibility that we could not have the same book in our hands. Second Kings chapter 22, I'm going to go on and pray. Lord, I pray that you'll help us tonight as we look through your word. I pray that you'll bless us, Lord, that you'll, uh, uh, that you'll touch the ears, Lord, and touch my lips, Lord, to only say what you want said, Lord. I thank you for it and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Kings chapter 22. I'm going to just kind of go down through this, uh, through this chapter here in a little bit of 23, and, and you'll see where I'm talking about but I want to talk about the life of, of King Josiah, and it says in chapter 22, verse 1, that Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adiah of Boscat. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in all the ways of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. Oh, Josiah was a good boy when you say amen. If you'll flip over, hold your hand there, and flip over to Second Chronicles chapter 34. I just want you to see just what kind of young man we were dealing with, because he come from uh, some, some wicked folks, amen. He, he had a wicked grandpa and a... And a, and a wicked father that, that come on the scene, I would imagine that seeing how God had judged and the things he had done probably caused, caused Josiah to have a little different outlook on things. But in Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 3 says, For in his eighth year, so that's when he's 16-year-old, for in his eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, that's when he's 20, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in, the, in his presence and the images that were on high above them he cut down and the groves and the carved images and the molten images he break in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. So did he in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon, even unto Naphtali with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and groves and had beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Israel, he returned to Jerusalem. Then we're back. We can go back over here. You can be seated. We'll go back over here to, to uh, 2 Kings chapter 22 and we pick up right there in the, in the same area. But he, uh, he kind of went on a, a little crusade and he went about the country and he, he began to get rid of those things that had defiled the nation of Israel and defiled the, uh, the nation of Judah. And he went around and, and straightened things out and did away with those things that were wicked. What I want you to see at first here about Josiah's life is his reputation of morality. He was a, a good boy. He was a good guy. And I, I wonder how many good people that are here tonight, how many good people? I know when I grew up, I grew up in church, and, and, and I, I never went to the bars. I never did all those things. And I, my, my grandpa was a good moral man. If he, if he loaded 300 bells of hay on the trailer and got home and put 301 in the barn, he's going to go back and pay for the one bell of, bell of hay. I mean, that's just a kind of, he was a good guy. Josiah 
was a good man. And look right here what, what happens in Josiah's life. And if we get down here into verse, uh, verse 3, and it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah, that's when he was about 26 years old, that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe, to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkah the high priest, that he may sum the silver which he is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. Let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house unto carpenters and builders and masons and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered unto their hand because they dealt faithfully. I believe Josiah was such a good, good boy. These folks couldn't dare cheat him. They just knew he was a good guy. And in verse 8, And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and he read it. And Shaphan the scribe came to the king and brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and hath delivered it into the hand of them that do the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the, her priest hath delivered me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. Look at verse 11. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. One of those books I want to talk about is the book of the law. We saw Josiah's reputation of morality, and I believe we see in verse 11 his realization of depravity. When he read the book of the law, he didn't read it and think, well, you know, I've been going around and I've been cleansing, the, cleansing out the Sodomites and I've been striking down the robes and I've been groves and I've been doing all these things. No, he realized his depravity. He realized his sinful state and the state of his, his country, the state of his nation. I, when I begin to think about that, Book of the Law, you all know that the, the I can't think, think of what they're called now, the, the, uh, the Jewish, uh, man, I lost my mind. But the Jewish teachers, amen, the rabbis, say there's 613 laws in, that they pull out of the, pull out of the Moses' law, laws and statutes and commandments. And, and I've read through some of those, and some of those verses that they pulled those laws out of, I don't know where they got them, so I don't know how many there are. But they, they count 613. But whatever he read in the book of the law, he began to read what God required of the Jewish people. He realized that he didn't measure up to it, and he began to rent his clothes, and he, and he began to weep. And it says, And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahakim the son of Shaphan, and Ekbar, the son of Micaiah, and Shaphan, the scribe, and Asahiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go inquire the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book, to do according unto all that which is written in concerning us. I see there it says, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us. I, I believe, I see here that Josiah believed the book, amen. I see that he was a good guy, he was a good moral person. I don't know if it's ringing any bells in your life or not, but I'm thinking back to my life that, that he was just a good old boy and then all of a sudden here comes along the book of the law and he realized just how wicked and just how uh, evil he was and he began to, we'll see in a minute, he's going to repent, amen. That's that renting those clothes and now he's believed the book that God has written, believed what God has said, he believed his word. We go down through the text, he sent word to the to prophetess and and, and look what she says here. 
Verse 15, And she said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man that sent you to me, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, and upon, all, upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read. You realize God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do? Amen? He's going to do just what he said. It, it wasn't no mistakes. I don't know if he was looking for a back door or what when he went to her to find out what he could do to get around this, this judgment that was coming. She said his judgment is coming and it's sure. It says, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. Verse 18, look at this. But to, king, to the king of Judah which sent you, to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard. I want you to keep in mind Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Look at this, verse 19. Because thine heart was tender, thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord when thou heardest what I spake against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse and has rent thy clothes and wept before me. I also have heard thee saith the Lord. I want you to see in that verse Josiah's repentance of self-sufficiency. Josiah repented. He didn't, he didn't know what he was going to get. All he knew was God was just and he was wicked according to the law and he, judgment was coming and he deserved judgment. Look at verse 20. This is the receiving of clemency. Behold, therefore I will gather thee unto thy fathers and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace and thine I shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought the king word again. I don't know if you saw what I just saw, but I saw a free gift from God given to Josiah in verse 20. God made a promise to Josiah. He didn't say, Josiah, because... You cut down the groves, Josiah, and because you went out and, and stamped the, uh, the bones of the, the false prophets and burned them and, and made a powder out of them and all these things, he didn't say, because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something for you, Josiah. No, he said, because you believed my word, because you repented and you, and you wept and, and you turned toward me, he said, I will gather thee unto thy fathers and thou shalt be gathered unto thy grave in peace and thine eyes shall not see all the evil. The judgment was still coming, but it didn't apply to him, amen. He didn't do nothing to get this free gift, this promise from God. He received clemency. It says, look at this, in verse, chapter 23. And the king sent, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great, and he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in the house of the Lord. You see, it was the book of the law when they read it to him. And now all of a sudden, after God's given him a free gift, it's the book of the covenant. It's two different books, amen. The book that condemned him in, in verse 11, it condemned him to death according to the laws that were written therein. Now is a book of covenant that he got a promise of God from. So, so what are you saying? I'm saying that, that everybody don't have the same book. I mean, here, here's what Noah Webster says about the law. It says a rule, particularly an established or permanent rule, laws are imperative or mandatory, commanding that what shall be done are prohibitory, restraining from what is to be forborn or permissive, declaring what may be done without incurring a penalty. 
The law is established. I mean, the law says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Amen. The law says the wages of sin is death. This book of the law, there are many here in this, in this world and in, this, uh, in our nation and around about us that are in their hands. They've got a Bible. They've got, they've got the same thing we've got, but they've got something that condemns them. The Word of God says, He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I ask you tonight, what book are you holding? We say that, that after the promise God gave him, Josiah had the book of the covenant. What's a covenant? It's a mutual consent, agreement of two or more persons to do or forbear some act or thing. He's going to forbear. The, the judgment was not coming upon Josiah. I, I, like I said, I was a pretty good old boy, but according to the Word of God, I had to die. I was lost and in my sins and my trespasses and, and, and I realized it and I, and I heard the Word of God. I'd heard the Gospel all my life, but when I put my faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did for me, I was no longer condemned. Amen. The condemnation was gone and I had a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the God of all glory that said, I could be free from my sin and my sins were laid upon His back and I would be born again. Amen. The book of the law, He traded judgment for justification. Amen. Judgment for justification. Think about that. The, Josiah, look at, look at the last thing I got. And I know I went through this awful fast, and I don't know why I did, praise the Lord. Uh, y'all y'all, good folks, I guess I got in here and looked around and seen all these saved people and made me nervous, amen. It's, it's a lot easier to preach to sinners. <laughs> look at this, and look what he did, though. In uh, chapter 23, verse 3, I want you to see the response of the redeemed. And the king, this is chapter 23, verse 3. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book and all the people stood to the covenant. You know, Josiah got this free gift and I don't see it saying anywhere on there that I will gather you to your graves if you'll go back and you'll follow the law. I don't see him saying, Josiah, if you just keep on doing what you're doing, you keep on being a good fellow and you keep on getting rid of all this trash out of my... Out of my chosen people here that, that one day I'll gather you in peace to your fathers. No, I see a gift of God, a promise from God that had no stipulation other than God said it and God's mercy and God's grace was going to do it. But because of what God did, we see Josiah say, I'm, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do everything the Lord tells me to do. I want to be his man. Whatever he says to do it, I want to do it. I want to teach these people to do it. Not for the promise, but because of the promise. Amen. Amen. I don't know, I just I was looking at that text and I was just reading along and I said, man, that's how I got born again right there and I know we're in the Old Testament and we can argue about what happened here but all I can tell you that happened was there wasn't no way that Josiah was going to go to the grave without going in peace, amen, and it wasn't dependent on nothing but God himself and what he said. So I ask you tonight, what do you hold in your hand, amen? Are you, are you holding condemnation? Are you holding uh, the, the, the book of the law, the book of, of the do's and the don'ts? Are you holding the book of the beautiful covenant of that the Savior came from glory and he, and he walked as a man, lived sinlessly, and they nailed him to a cross and every drop of blood he had, amen, he shed for you and for me that they put him in a grave and three days and three nights later 
He rose under His own power. Amen. And today He sits at the right hand of the Father, evermore making intercession for you and for me. Amen. This is a wonderful, a beautiful book. Amen. But I'm afraid sometimes we're sitting on the pews and, and, and mama and daddy may not have the same book. Or, or sometimes some of the kids may not have the same book that me and you got. Or, or maybe grandma, maybe she goes down to the church down the road and she's got, she's got a book. She's got the Bible, amen, the Word of God. But maybe it's a, it's a book of the law to them. They just hadn't realized yet that they're in their depravity and they're in their sinful state and they need a Savior. Amen. Come on, preacher. Let me get in.